You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Snazzy, snappy, snoop, snorkeling for a snarge. Welcome to Good Job Brain. Don't think about it. Your <laughs> weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 79. And of course, I'm your humble host, Karen. And we are your sparkling, sparky, sparring, Spartans, and spare ribs. Mm. I'm Colin. <laughs> I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. All right. Let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hotshot. And here I pick a random card, a Trivial Pursuit card from the box. Get your barnyard buzzers ready. Here we go. All right. Mm-hmm. Blue Wedge for Geography. What breakfast food is called... Oh. <laughs> I love when she gets angry at the question. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I just can't pronounce it. Oh, oh, oh. What breakfast food is called Fankuchen in Southern Germany, Panakoke, Panakik, in, oh, great. I gave it away. <laughs> South Africa and Puda huh. in India. Uh-huh. Uh, call it. Would that be pancakes? Yes. Yeah. Oh. cake. It's one of my favorite Spanish words. What is it in Spanish? Pan- panqueque. <laughs> I just like saying that. Panqueque? Yeah. <laughs> Kilolo. Yeah. Pink wedge for pop culture. Whoa. Which actor did not appear in Saving Private Ryan? Here's a mm. list of four Whoa. actors. Edward Burns. Ted Danson, Vin Diesel, or Ray Fiennes? Oh my god. Colin. I'm gonna guess Ray Fiennes. Correct! Oh, I huh. would guess Vin Diesel. I, well, I, I remember that. I, I knew that one just as a bit of trivia. He that was he was really it. young oh. in that one, yeah. I knew he was in it because I liked Vin Diesel at that time. <laughs> <laughs> he was the voice of the Iron Giant. Alright, Yellow Wedge. What cylindrical food container was so prized by its inventor that he requested his ashes be interred in one? <laughs> Must be the thermos. Incorrect. Oh, really? Hmm. Oh. Food container, is it, not liquid. Uh, Tupperware? Incorrect. But it's not necessarily cylindrical. cylindrical. It is food container. A, a brand oh. name food. Dana. Pringles. Yes. Uh, really? Pringles can. Oh, what a mean uh, surprise. Uh, yeah, what, what if you're like, oh, cool, mom left a Some can of Pringles in the kitchen. Uh, it's right in the living room next to the TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Alright, purple wedge. On what Shakespearean play did Stephanie Meyer loosely base New Moon, the second book of the Twilight series? Dana, very excitedly. Uh, Romeo and Juliet? Correct. Mm. Uh, it was... No one's ever going to notice these parallels. Oh, it was really, really, really overt. Really overt. <laughs> All right. Green Wedge for science. Which of these describes when a whale pokes his head out of the water to take a look around? Splurming. Oh, I wish. Tipping or spy hopping? Wow. Wow. This is to take a look around. Yeah, just to take a look around. around. I hope it's uh, splurming. I'm going to guess tipping. Spy hopping. Data's right. It is spy hopping. Because take a look around. There's why. But splurming would be better. The splurming is a word, but it's a word on Urban Dictionary. Oh, okay. That's probably not. It's safe. It's safe. I'm upset about that. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) It's the act of spitting out one's drink or food due to shock or surprise. Oh. Oh. So, what? Like a spit take. Do they just make splurming? Urban Dictionary. It's a questionable source. It, no, it is. <laughs> it is. Anyways, well, all right, last question, Orange Wedge. 
What tongue-in-cheek sport got its start when Phil Shaw combined pressing his shirts with rock climbing? Oh, isn't that, is it's like isn't like the world championships of ironing or something? Oh like my god, it's extreme ironing. Yeah, what? so okay. it's like I've seen this on like wacky sport. It's like guys they'll go out in just some tiny little rock in the middle of the ocean with high winds, and it's like you try and iron. <laughs> In just crazy spots where okay. it's, oh, you're where it's ironing not, yeah, it's actually iron, iron board, iron shirt, and, and you know, they're just being whipped by winds and water and things like that. Yeah. Okay. I would say tongue in cheek is the, uh, an accurate description. <laughs> yes. Well, good job, Brains. Good job, <laughs> Collins Brain. Extreme ironing. There you go. They had to have something for the sports category. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, this week's topic is suggested by Chris. I was thinking about people overdoing things and suggested that the topic should be too much. Mm, like, too much. Well, like, like just, oh, you overdone it. <laughs> now you've done it Too much to of a good thing. Yeah, too much yeah. of a good thing or a bad thing or whatever. Just too much of anything. So actually, to be to be totally honest, it was because I was reading about this particular topic that I suggested the general, uh-huh. the generalized topic. I had a feeling oh, it was something like that. That's basically what it's it was. It's like, I just yeah. need an opportunity to talk about this thing. Yeah. What's so, wrong with that? Yeah. So it's like, well, what is the, what is the more generalized version of this? Uh, so uh, I, was, I was just reading about semantic satiation. Semantic Yowza. satiation. Hmm. Yeah. Ow. It is not... As crazy as you, as you think it is, we've all experienced it. It is the phenomenon where if you read or hear or write a word multiple times, eventually it causes, it loses all uh, meaning. Yes! It sounds yeah. really weird. That's a yeah. thing. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a thing. It's and called you're like, semantic I can't believe satiation. we use this as a word. Right, like, right, is right. Is that a word? Yeah. Like if you just, if you say the word yogurt over and over and over <laughs> yeah. again, yeah. Like eventually or you, you just... stare, or you stare at this, for me, it's staring at a screen or you keep typing it or it's visually being repeated. Or if you just keep writing uh, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, existential trance like what are letters right. where yeah. does meaning come from yeah. yeah so this has actually been shown like in a laboratory setting over and over from at least the beginning of the 20th century if not even in earlier studies this is a real phenomenon and the, the big question is is it just like sensory overload like are you just seeing the same thing so much that it's your brain isn't taking in the sensation of it anymore mm. or is it actually like a problem with semantics, like the meaning of the word? Are you actually becoming unable in your brain <laughs> to understand the meaning of the word? Because like, hmm. that's what it feels like, right? It's like it just it starts to feel like a glob of letters yeah. or a glob of sounds and not not a sign with meaning. That's true. Attached. So the current research and everything I've read says we just we don't really know for sure yet. But the current research seems to su- suggest that it really is a semantic problem because our brain takes that and it it translates for us that that it's a word with a meaning, right? Like that's how we get from looking at a a series of squiggles on a piece of paper to understanding the concept of like dog. So what actually is occurring in the brain when you do it repeatedly? I am not going to take a stab at that because the last time I tried talking about the human <laughs> brain on this podcast, an actual brain doctor scientist wrote in to say I got it all wrong. So I'm going to dumb it down as much as I possibly can to indicate that I'm not trying to be specific. 
our thinky meat gets tired. <laughs> it, it, it just, it just stuff keeps happening and it just, it like kind of wears itself out a little bit. Mm. And you know, that connection that is made up, up there in the, in the old noggin, like just stops kind of firing because it's, it tired. Uh. It needs, it needs like a refractory period. Like it needs some time to recoup. To, yeah. But I figure, I think I can understand this. So how did scientists figure out that it, it is a, it's a semantic issue? So there is a Washington University study from 1997 that keeps getting cited. They show you cards that say, after they've like repeated like the, the word dog, you know, a bunch of times to you, and they think that you should be satiated, semantically uh-huh. satiated, then they show you cards that say dog and cat or dog and chair. And they mm-hmm. say, hey, which of these pairs of words is related? Mm. Oh. And they have found, many studies have found, that if you're satiated, if they've said the word dog enough times or shown you the word dog enough times or, you know, made you write it or whatever it is, it your response up. time goes up. Yeah. It takes you longer to realize, you know, in a matter of like millisecond, it doesn't take you like five minutes, but it takes you a little bit longer to go, oh, dog and cat are related, not dog and chair. Mm-hmm. And then they've done this with rhyming words or words that are spelled the same but don't rhyme. So, like, they'll show you, like, the words same and claim and mm-hmm. then the words same and dime. And they'll just show you those words and say, okay, which pair rhymes? Oh. And there is no change to the response time if they've associated you on one of those words. That it has nothing to do with the meaning. Do with meaning. It has to do with the reading of the words. So there is a change in response time only when they're asking you a question about the meaning. Ah, that's so clever. Because I was thinking parts. to myself, like, how do they control that it's a meaning issue? And that's So it, that is exactly what they it. do. And they, they say, these phenomena in general also are, are what is known as jamais vu, which is the opposite of déjà vu. Déjà vu is French for already seen. Jamais vu, never seen. Mm. You're, you're doing something familiar but it all feels unfamiliar. But don't worry, you're not crazy. It is a real thing. Well, at least so well, you, might be, you might be crazy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it is oh, also yeah, yeah. a real thing. <laughs> this is not the reason you are you crazy. You feel your brain just kind of letting go of words. You're like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Come back. Coming come back. back. Come back, brain. I love doing the show because it makes me think like, oh, it's I'm not the only yeah. one. Right. I'm not right. the only yeah. one. <laughs> I have a quick quiz about... Too much of a good thing. Depending good on one Just point too of much. View. I have a Just quiz that. about too much. <laughs> <laughs> I was like getting very relativistic. <laughs> yeah. Who was afflicted with the golden touch? Mm. Karen. That is King Midas. King Midas. Which Greek god gifted slash afflicted him with this oh, ability? Oh, jeez. Uh, who's a jerk? <sighs> Zeus. They're Zeus all, is always, Zeus is always kind of yeah. a jerk. What do you yeah. think, Chris? I'll go with Zeus. No. <gasps> Who is the god of indulgence and fancy oh, things? Oh, Bacchus or Dionys- Dionys- Dionysus. Dionysus. Yeah. Melanie Griffith fell in love with her co-star on the set of their 1995 movie, Too Much, and married him a year later. <laughs> Antonio Banderas. That's, and the, the, he- that's the correct pr- pronunciation as well. <laughs> This filmmaker and actor's long-lost film, Too Much Johnson, was recently rediscovered. Whoa. He he shot it two years before coming to Hollywood to make his 1941 classic, which won the Academy Award for Best Writing that year. Before coming to Hollywood, 1941. 1941 Academy Award for Best Writing. Susan Cain? Or Hitchcock, maybe? Oh, that's a good guess. 
Okay. I'll guess it. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Damn it. You were on the right track before. Mm. So Orson Welles. Yes. Orson Welles. Orson oh. Welles. Okay. I thought I started earlier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They just found his new movie, Too hmm. Much Johnson. Is it complete? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a complete movie. I think so. <laughs> it's a fact you guys <laughs> these are facts in the world mm-hmm. if you were diagnosed with hemochromatosis you'd have too much what in your blood hemochromatosis blood much. yeah too many red blood cells no see, i was gonna have too much color Close. it's not about that chromatose too much too much melanin Iron. Oh, mm-hmm. I would think it's like hyperferro. How about um, hyperkalemia? It's too much something else in your blood. Kalemia. Kalemia. Think about the periodic table. Calcium? Chlorine. No. Cal- C-O. It begins with a K. Oh. Potassium. Oh, potassium. potassium. <laughs> <laughs> According to WebMD, what is the threshold for too much cholesterol or high cholesterol? Oh. Do you know Man, what the number is? trivia question. <sighs> I, no, I, I don't even know where to start. Just as a healthy person, we yeah, should what's know on a, What's yeah. on a Cheerios box? <laughs> mm. I don't know. Is it, It's uh, like 40? 80? It's, uh, 40. I'm not going to give a unit. I'm just going to say 40. Uh, you're almost-ish, right? 240. 240. There is a 40 <laughs> oh, in the for number. Being kind, but I was not. But you're 200. <laughs> when they were asked why they broke up with their last girlfriend, 40% of men said these exact three words. What are they? What are the three it's, words? Uh, she's too much. No. <laughs> too much nagging. Close. Talks too much? Nope. Know. Too much baggage. Uh, really? Yeah. 40% of people said too much baggage? Yeah. You guys wow. have just been with, like, baggageless ladies. Like, <laughs> Guess so. Yeah. Last question. This 1956 Alfred Hitchcock film starring Jimmy Stewart and Doris Day was a remake of a film that, that Alfred Hitchcock also released in 1936. Uh, wasn't that uh, The Man Who Knew Too Much? Yes. Oh. Okay, nice. He did it twice. Yeah. So nice, he did it twice. He made the same movie twice? Yeah. He said the first different one... Different people? Uh, different actors. One was 30, 1936, and then the, the second one was 1956. That is weird. Yeah. Well, I guess like we're, we're pumping out the same movies now, so remaking He's, stuff. Yeah, it's it's funny. a remake. Well, he said the first one was the work of a talented amateur, and the second one is the work of a professional. So mm. he, I can, he, he can get away with that. I can see, like, you find a project you really like, and you do it, and you're like, I didn't do a very good job. And then when you're better, you're like... I'll do a better job now. Yeah, well, I had seen, I mean, the later one, I think, is definitely the more famous one. And I had seen that growing up. And then one time I was flipping through the channels, and it's like, oh, the man who knew too much Alfred Hitchcock. And I was watching it, like, classic movie or something. I'm like, this isn't the same movie I remember, but it's Hitchcock. (laughs) And that's, yeah, I mean, I... crazy Yeah. Yeah. I I must have really misremembered when I saw it before. Yeah. I'm taking crazy pills. (laughs) Good job, you guys. Lots of old wives' tales out there or things that your parents would tell you. Like, one of the things my mom loved to tell me was, like, don't eat too much watermelon because you might accidentally eat a seed and then a watermelon is going to grow yeah. in your stomach. Yeah. And I was just like, no, that's not possible. Another one is, like... <laughs> they just wanted you to stop eating you know, all the watermelon yeah. out of, like, other some. ways to... Yeah. <laughs> Another one is, like, don't eat too many carrots because you'll turn orange and you'll look like a Oompa Loompa. So I looked into that. The carrot one. Yeah. It is true. It is true. Uh It is true. If you eat too many carrots, 
or yams or pumpkins uh, or any vegetable that has a lot of uh, carotenoids, you will turn orange. <laughs> yeah. You'll turn yellow. Yeah. And it happens in babies, too, because, you know, a lot of baby oh. food has oh. those types of carrots. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and you can you can tell. And, and it's it's not like your whole body. It's the palm of your hands. It's huh. the, the, kind of in, the, the uh. corners of your nose. Um, is it just harmful? Different parts. It is harmless. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nothing's wrong. Great. Nothing's feeding, wrong. But people might make fun of your baby. Tons of carrots. Yeah. Resume yeah. plan. Yellow, yellow baby. Project yellow They will Project see in the dark. <laughs> like, I was looking at this, and it's called hyperkeratinemia, okay. Other, okay. otherwise known as keratinosis, mm-hmm. harmless effect. And then this made me look into carrots. Uh, in general, eating too many carrots. And of course, we've talked, we talked a bit about carrots and eyesight on the show before, mm-hmm. but this blew my mind. <laughs> so we, we grew up our whole lives, you know, being taught that eating carrots will improve your vision or right. it's good for your eyes yeah. or, you know, it has something mm-hmm. that will make your vision better at night right. or it's partially true. There are vitamins and mm. other things in carrots that be beneficial, but I mean, the amount you have to eat is. A lot. Right. You would yeah, definitely yeah. be yellow. Well, yeah. 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 But, I mean, this applies to other things, right? These compounds, other other vegetables also have these compounds. How come we're not hearing, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. you should eat pumpkin oh, your right, eyes will right. be good. You know, uh, why is it carrots? Right. Why uh-huh. carrots? And it is all part of propaganda. <gasps> Do it, the carrot cartel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Okay. <laughs> Big carrot. Yeah. Like many things, this started during wartime era in World War II in England, you know, the British government issued citywide blackouts mm-hmm. during World War II, right? This is so that for German airplanes, you know, flying around, they can't really see where they're bombing because mm-hmm. there are no lights. Mm-hmm. The British Royal Air Force were able to kind of repel the German fighters because they had a new secret weapon, and that is <laughs> radar technology. Mm-hmm. They had radar, the onboard Airborne interception radar was first used by the the British pilots. And they can pinpoint enemy bombers before they even reach the English Channel. But they didn't want to tell people that. They don't want to make it known that they Mm. have this. Right, right. So they developed this crazy story. (laughs) Really? This theory that, oh... Well, we feed our pilots a lot of carrots, <laughs> and it improves their night vision. Huh. I am not kidding. Like, really? I, yes, wow. I found a lot of historical the, art. They're, the Nazis just bought it. And they, they did. And they did. Other oh, armies and other Massive forces, German carrot fields being Carrots planted. played a very big part in World War II because of this. They even had posters like propaganda posters like eat carrots it's good for your vision and they have different characters huh. you know like Mr. Uh. Carrot or Dr. Carrot right because they had to they had to really devote themselves to the to the story Commit. yeah <laughs> and and like I said I wouldn't say it's it's completely a myth because there are very good nutrients in sure. carrots but like not it's, to it's this the grain degree. of truth there's yeah, a, grain. a grain they're grain. not yeah. bad for your eyesight no. <laughs> some of the, the some of the Germans were like Oh, they're eating carrots. We gotta eat carrots too. And it's just this feedback loop. And this is where the whole carrots are good for your eyes came from. Wow. From from the Brits. And there must, I would have to imagine that there's some effect too of like, oh yeah, it works. You know, like, oh, "Oh, I'm eating these. Oh, I see so much better since I've been eating these carrots. But I mean, the good thing is they're really kind of uh, promoting a healthy lifestyle too. Huh. Makes me a little disillusioned with everything. Be like, what? I don't know what vegetables to believe in anymore. (laughs) You should not eat 
too many apple seeds. You really shouldn't eat apple seeds at all or cherry seeds uh, because they actually do contain trace amounts of cyanide. Uh, trace amounts. Uh, yeah. like if but you if you eat a giant barrel full of apple seeds, which you should not do, you no. probably will get sick. If you you eat get a giant sick. barrel yeah. full of like who eat like is, has this been a problem? Like who just eats a lot of apple seeds? Well, cider. I mean, if they're making byproducts of apple, like uh, applesauce, back in the olden days, they probably have to match. Just they just mash up the whole apple. Uh, mm-hmm. So Karen uh, mentioning old wives tales. Don't sit too close to the TV. You're going to ruin your eyesight. Uh, Unfortunate. Is that true or not? Unfortunate no. to say, it is most likely true. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it, it is. It is most likely true that what they what they call uh, near work, you know, mm-hmm. uh, being close to something and focusing your eyes on something that's really up close to you, really does they think contribute to nearsightedness or myopia is oh. the technical name, as you guys probably know. But it's not just TV. You're keeping it the spirit of too much of a good thing, too much of a bad thing, too much reading. Oh, yeah. definitely. They they really do mm-hmm. a lot of researchers really do believe that that literacy and reading just culturally contributes to higher rates of myopia and nearsightedness. Rates of myopia are tied with higher IQ. Rates of myopia are tied with higher academic achievement. Rates of myopia are higher in industrialized nations. Rates of myopia are higher in nations that tend to be richer. And now, of course, it's sociology and humans. There's a lot of factors at play here. Hold on, does everybody wear glasses or need a prescription at yeah. this table? I do. No. Oh. Chris does well, not. You. Nope. I just got computer glasses in fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a coincidence. We talk about the stereotypical nerd image and mm-hmm. you know there's you know however you describe what is nerd to you Put some glasses you're, you're, yeah, on. Throw some glasses you know especially if you're nerd. an art director yeah, yeah or if you're, <laughs> you're, if you're casting for TV oh how do we know he's a nerd? Uh, put some glasses on him. And it really does seem to be the case that mm-hmm. the nerd you know very very broadly speaking the nerdier you are as a person or as a culture the higher rate of uh, nearsightedness and myopia there is. Now, definitely, yeah, there is some genetics that's part of it. Some people are predisposed to nearsightedness, and, you know, you can see it. Even just, you may know families where everyone in the family has glasses. And that's part of it. Nutrition is part of it. Physiology is part of it. But the research really seems to show that becoming an industrialized society, moving away from agrarian or hunter-gather society, you are setting your culture on a path for higher Bad rates eyes. of nearsightedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you were going to tell Test this. How would we go about testing it? They've done some ingenious tests on this over uh, the years, sociological tests. So the first big test that they did of this was in the late 60s, and they studied a population of uh, Eskimos, native Eskimos, in Barrow, Alaska. And one of the reasons that they picked uh, this population was they really wanted to look at a population that had industrialized or become more westernized very quickly, such mm-hmm. that over the course of just a few generations, oh. you know, the grandkids are going to be really different. From from the grandparents it, in terms of it. how they grew up. The studies they found were amazing. So they studied three generations of, of families, grandparents, parents, younger children. There was zero rate of myopia, basically, in the grandparents' generations. Okay. Nice. In parents 30 and up, there was a rate of around 8%. In their children, there was a rate of 59%. Wow. And so now these are not just self-reported, like, oh, how well do you feel you can read? I mean, they had a panel a of test. optometrists and ophthalmologists as, I mean, really looking at the shape of their eyes. Oh. And you can tell by, you know, obviously external means whether someone is has nearsightedness or not. And their conclusions were that the way the grandparents grew up, you know, which was much different than their children and even 
further different from their children. They weren't in formalized schooling as much. They weren't reading as much. They weren't doing near work indoors. They were out. They were doing a lot of non-reading Fishing. based work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and you know, it makes sense. I mean, they point out sort of their hypothesis going into it, or one of the hypotheses was as a species, being able to see far is going to really uh, select a lot better for your survival out in the wild. Whether you're Uh-oh. hunting animals as mm-hmm. a team, even if you're just gathering berries and fruits and things, being able to spot things at a distance, if you're in a pre-literate you know, society, it's a, it doesn't matter if you advantage. can do sewing or yeah. needlework or typing yeah. or texting or any of those kind of things. It's really fascinating to think of like, well, this is sort of the trade-off we get for being able to read. I mean, it's we can do a lot more as a culture, but yeah, we have to wear glasses a little bit more and we have to wear contact lenses well, also a little bit more. Also, our work is now near work. I mean, yeah. most people have near work now. We're not out looking looking out at sea Absolutely. trying to spot another ship. Yeah. Or Absolutely. Something. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, most of us or uh, many, many more of us every year work on computers or writing. It's pretty rare to find occupations these days where being able to see far mm-hmm. is part of the job requirements. Mm-hmm. You know, like Air Force pilots are, are one example where yeah. if you have, you know, corrected vision the way like I have versus I couldn't be an Air Force pilot. Yeah, that's the only thing keeping me from being an Air Force pilot. Okay. Oh, I was <laughs> wondering... All right, we're going to take a quick break. A word from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. You're listening to Good Job Brain, and this week we're talking about things that are just too much. So Nintendo's new video game system, the Wii U, is not not doing too well in terms of sales. But mm. but this might be surprising to you because, because the Wii did so well. The Wii did so yeah. well. It was the hottest in the, you know in the year year 2007, 2008, 2009. It was like the hottest hottest Christmas present. It sold better than any other video game system ever. It was amazing. And in fact, in the the year 2007, it was just such a hot ticket item that a uh, radio station in Sacramento, California, KDND, came up with a pretty funny contest. The sort of thing we might come up with here on Good Job Brain, because we like bodily functions. And, it was, <laughs> and puns. And puns. And video games. Yeah. Exactly. It was, it was, oh, my it was, God. It, just, it, was a, yeah. it was the trifecta, for sure. Yeah. Um, the total hat trick of, of cute contest ideas. Hold your Wii for a Wii. Oh. They, they acquired a Nintendo Wii. And uh, they told their listeners, you know, come down, you sign up for this contest, you come to the station, and you're going to drink bottles of water, and um, after you, you know, while you're drinking these bottles of water, you can't go to the bathroom, and the person who holds out the longest without without peeing wins the Nintendo Wii. 
What a funny contest idea. So, yeah, so they made them, they, the listeners came into the station and they were on the air on the radio, basically had them drink an eight ounce, just chug an eight ounce bottle of water every 15 minutes. Um, Whoa, and the, with every the last, fi- every 15 minutes, it was lots and lots of water and they really had to pee. Then again, you know, cute contest idea, except for the fact that what they were doing was actually extremely dangerous. Really, really, really dangerous. By drinking a lot of water? By drinking a lot of water. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to call back to earlier episodes. We talked about the Renaissance physician Paracelsus, I believe, on a couple of different episodes of Good Job Brain. Real key figure in uh, early medicine. And he said this. He said it in German, but I'll say it in English. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. All things are poison, and nothing is without poison. Only the dose permits something not to be poisonous. Or, as they they tend to shorten it these days, the dose makes the poison. Mm. Everything is a poison, and everything is not a poison. It's all all about how How much much of it Mm. did you ingest. In this case, yes, even water, fresh, clean, delicious water, is poisonous to the body in high enough doses. So why is that? This is really interesting. Electrolytes. Everybody knows, yeah. everybody heard the word electrolytes. Plants electrolytes. Love them. Plants love them. Gatorade. Plants crave. Oh, Gatorade. Yeah. 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 Your electrolytes. You replenish your electrolytes. They are positively charged ions of, of certain uh, elements. So most, most importantly, there are other ones, but sodium. Sodium is really important to have in the body. Our body cannot make sodium. We have no way of making it. So we, we, our body does many wonderful things, but it cannot make sodium and we must have sodium in our body in a certain balance all the time or we die. Our body uses positive sodium ions and positive uh, potassium ions in the brain. Mm. Like, you know how our brain has electrical charges? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's kind of yeah. how it manages all that by like passing positively charged sodium Ion. potassium ions like back and forth you can only get sodium if you ingest it. you have to ingest that's it. right okay or and, and the thing it. is and you can get as much and you can get as much sodium as you need from like just you know eating foods and whatever you, you need a balance and uh our bodies have an incredible uh regulatory system for making sure that we are in balance and it is called pee peeing as it turns out is not just for fun. Like, <laughs> not just for, I, I'm sure there's not a person at this table that does not, you know, enjoy just the highlight yeah. of the day. You, you have to pee that water out. So it's not just like, I drank so much water and now I'm uncomfortable and now to make myself more comfortable, I'm going to pee. It's like, your, your body is doing that because it must restore the balance of the electrolytes and the water all in your system. Now, again, children listen to this podcast. Don't get scared. Don't tell your parents that you can't drink another cup of water because you might <laughs> get water poisoning. It's not going to happen. Like it's it's actually very very rare that people get water poisoning or water intoxication. You have to fight um, your natural yeah, <laughs> response. Yeah, yeah. I just did a couple of races and half marathons last weekend, and and in the medical tents as you're running by, yeah. they actually have packets of salt that people would just grab and just mm. pour it in their mouth. Yeah, because you're sweating so much, you're getting right. rid of all the sodium. You're like, I need sodium in my body. You sweat, all the sodium comes out, mm-hmm. right? And then if you just drink water, you're not replenishing the electrolytes, yep. you're losing them. And that's, mm-hmm. if people collapse, you know, like when they're racing, like, you know, they Most often likely, tend yeah. to suspect that it's, that it's, that they're, they, they don't have enough electrolytes. I mean, it affects your 
brain. And it works real fast if you don't. Uh, so what actually happened at this radio station was that one of the contestants was a woman named Jennifer Strange, mother of three, wanted to win a Wii for her children. Aww. So she competed. I know, it's very sad. She competed in this contest. And during the radio broadcast, because they said on the air, like, we're having them do this. And then the radio hosts joked with each other, like, no, this sounds kind of dangerous. Yeah, well, they signed a release, so oh, oh well, they, they they you know they understand that there's danger. He, they didn't know how um, much danger. Though. A nurse called in, a pediatric nurse oh, called the station and was yeah. like, "Yeah, Don't I just stop. I just want to let you guys know that what you are doing is very dangerous, and they can die of water intoxication, possibly. So you should not do this." So Jennifer Strange lasted until second place. She actually uh, was already getting a headache. She was just like, "Yeah, I don't feel so good." And they said, "Well, if you quit now, we'll give you." Uh, Justin Timberlake tickets for tonight and then the other person will get the Wii and she's like okay alright I'm gonna quit now and I'll take the Timberlake tickets she's like okay so she goes to the bathroom but she still has a splitting headache she calls a friend to say I feel really bad I, I have a splitting headache I'm gonna go home and lay down and she goes home and she lays down and she dies because uh. of water intoxication that's why she had a splitting headache because her, her brain was uh, swelling not right, her brain but the, right. the area around it was swelling oh, it a horrible headache yeah so again like very 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 rare for somebody to die of water poisoning you know remember to replenish electrolytes do not ever 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 do a contest where you have to hold your pee in if you the have to go pee to go out. pee yes. yeah. Yeah. just yep. go pee I also have some body-related, too much of a good thing. So, actually, I was inspired because I went racing last weekend. And this dude, it was during my half marathon. I saw this guy, and he... I'm looking at him, I was like, something's kind of weird. He looks injured. Because on the front of his shirt, there is a trail, a a vertical trail of blood or a red streak Uh on one side of his body. And Uh I was like... That's weird. What's that? Oh my God, his nipple yeah. is bleeding. Yeah. yeah. I've heard Whoa. About this. So this, it's bad, but it's not that. <laughs> it's, sorry. It's, it's not a rare occurrence, especially with, with males, um, who do long distance running, the friction of it's the shirt yeah. and the sweat. Yeah. yeah chafe. And it makes the nipple raw and it just, ah, as you're running, you'll just start ah. bleeding. And what can you do? Like, I guess you can bandage it. I mean, a lot of people put, um, Vaseline or some sort of lubricant or mm. cape around mm-hmm. it. But if you're not, I would prepared- just cut out the little circle of fabric around my nipple. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just run. I'll get so- you're like, Oh, it's so airy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get a crazy suntan, but <laughs> now, yeah. now I'm thinking of you in a, in a, in a nipple. Toasty brown sure. nipples. Yeah. <laughs> You know, exercise is good when you do too much of it or you don't take care of yourself. You would get uh, this malady, which is called a jogger's nipple. (laughs) Why do they call it that? (laughs) It's either a sports injury or a drink at a bar. It's like, you know, a jogger's nipple. Yeah, it's like it Gatorade and whiskey or yeah. something. Yeah. Oh man. Official drink of and, and, and grenadine. <laughs> it's vodka vodka Gatorade and grenadine. Right, right, oh, that's right. Good. Thanks. The nipple. Thanks. That's fantastic. That's great. <laughs> and you get your electrolytes too. Fantastic. We just invented a drink. <laughs> uh, so I also looked up um other funny name maladies because of you're doing too much of something. Uh, of course, we probably all heard of the Nintendo Thumb. Yes, oh, yes. Nintendo Thumb. Uh, which is a repetitive strain injury. Mm-hmm. Having your thumbs on the D-pad, you can probably lose feeling, but temporary. We know but, all about that one. Yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> uh, I didn't know this one. Surfer's ear. 
which oh. is different than swimmer's ear. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Surfer's ear. This sounds bonkers. It's an abnormal bone growth within yes. the ear canal. Whoa. It's caused by cold wind and, and exposure to water and seawater, and somehow it can develop lumps. We have mm. uh, we have a friend who is a uh, listener of the show as well, and he suffers from surfer's ear, and it is actually very painful. He said like he's had to have procedures where they go in and basically have to to file it down to uh-huh. kind of ream it out. Is it from surfing? It, yes, it is. It's from surfing and just a life that he, I mean, he spends a lot of time oh. in the ocean and around the water and it's it's it doesn't sound pleasant no it's too bad it's it hurts because it seems like he's about to become a fish you know oh. like if he just yeah, keeps growing going. extra yeah. bones because all the time he spends yeah, yeah. sure uh, there's a bunch of musical maladies as well fiddler's neck and flautist <laughs> chin yeah. oh i can see <laughs> chafing or having something against your skin yeah fiddler's neck is is one side of your neck because your your chin rest is there or uh, the flattest chin mm-hmm. is like because uh, your chin keeps touching the metal. Yeah. And this is a weird one I'm going to end the segment with. It's called a Jeep seat or Jeep rider's disease. And hmm. this condition was uh, very widespread in the American army during World War II. Mm-hmm. More than 80,000 wow. soldiers actually had to be hospitalized. Basically, what is it's exactly what it sounds like. They've been sitting in a Jeep for a really long time. So it's time. like saddle sores. And, and you're oh, jostling yeah. up and right, down. not paved uh, roads. On yeah. your, um, yeah. Not really. I'm not really sure how do you pronounce this. The, I've seen this word before. Coccyx? Coccyx. Yeah, that's right. Your tailbone, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this can get bad. They yeah. have, they can get really bad, and your butt crack is yeah. injured. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I, you can't injure the butt crack. Well, the butt, butt crack is the absence it's, of butt. It's butt crack adjacent. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 It goes right to crack. there. Yeah. yeah, it goes right to there. Huh. Don't look it up. Oh, Please. are there photographs? Really? Don't look it up. Oh, now I really want to yeah, look it up. Now you made me want to look it up. This is not like, oh, f- gross animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, medical stuff is a whole different... Yeah, it is different. Eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stitches and we just don't. Okay. Just, just, well, just, don't. just, just don't. Unless just you do want to see some favorite. hot soldier butts. <laughs> <Just> yeah. <laughs> they're hot because they're inflamed. They're yeah. 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 Inflamed yeah. slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. And we have one last 
too much segment. I know it's a music round column, but that's all I know. Yeah, that, that is all I know. Yes. Well, I I'm used- thinking song titles with too much, but I was like, mm, I can only think of like two songs. <laughs> I don't know what it is. So you're right. All of the songs that I will play for you have the words too much oh! in the title. Somewhere in the oh, title. In the title. Oh, okay. in the title. So all the artists that I'm about to play for you are, are famous people. They're, they're famous recording artists. Okay. But the songs may or may not be very famous, famous songs by there. Sure. So I will play the songs and you guys give me the artists. Remember, too much in all of the okay. titles. Here we go. First song. Well, honey, I love too much. I need your love too much. Who want the thrill of your touch? Well, gee, I can't love you. Karen. Elvis Presley. It is Elvis Presley. Too much. Elvis yeah. Pelvis. Yeah, not trying, not trying to fool you too hard on that one. Here, here we go. Next one. Karen again. Dave Matthews Band. That is the Dave Matthews Band. (laughs) Too much. Too much. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, seventh grade was awesome. (sighs) All right, we're going to bring it down a little bit. For some reason, uh, I turned up a lot of ballads in assembling this uh, quiz. So here we go. We're going to go a little slow Mm. for this one. I'm just the pieces of the man I used to be. Too many bitter tears are raining down on me. Dana. Is that Queen? It is Queen. Wow. Yeah, as soon as he hit the bitter tears, like, oh, uh, yeah. It's like Freddie Mercury. Yes, yes, that is Queen. Too much love will kill you. <laughs> Whoa. Which I've heard is true, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Next one. Dana, Karen, not far behind, yeah. Dana. Is this Joni Mitchell? Yeah. No, no, it's not Joni Mitchell. Okay, uh, uh, who is Joan Baez? No, oh, no. Karen, you're going to hate yourself. Chris. Is it Carol okay. King? It is Carol King. <laughs> it is Carol yeah. King. Before Too much rain. Before the song began. I was joking. I was like, yeah. this is a Chris song. It's going to be Carol King. <laughs> and it was. Uh, I was excited because it was like, Karen Psychic. Yeah. <laughs> That was Too Much Rain, Carol King. All right, here we go. Here's a little more recent one. You can see that I'm a one curly fly in the box of the regular. Messing with the flavor, all the flavor that you savor. Saving me for last, but you better not eat me at all. Living in a fast food bag, making friends with the ketchup and salt. Oh, people say that I'm a it's Jason Mraz. It is Jason yeah. Mraz. Yeah. You know the song name? Too much something. Too much food. Too yes. much food. Okay. Yes, Jason Mraz. All right, moving right along. I can't feel myself. I don't want nobody else to ever love me. You are my shining star, my guiding light, my love that to see. There's not a minute, hour, day, or night. 
Karen's dancing. Yeah. The song the is most. never too much, right? Yes, the yeah. song is never too yeah, much. Is. I do not know. Is it Luther Vandross? It is Luther Vandross. Oh. Yes, yes. A perennial pub quiz. Never yeah. yeah. too much Luther Burgers. Never too much. Oh, good. Yeah. Mm, never too much. <laughs> All right, guys. And last one. Here we go. Spice Girls. Also, yes. too much. Too much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of songs just called too much. Yeah, um, more than you might think, or at least more than I might have yeah. thought. You too think many, they're too many? You might say. Too, too much, much, too much. Too many, too much. <laughs> oh, I see what you did. All right, well, good job, guys. Well done. Oh, I get it now. Too much, like too many. <laughs> uh, hey. Well, that about does it for this episode. Good job, Frank. Uh, Falling apart. <laughs> the wheels are coming off. I need, I need salt for my brain. Yeah. All right. And that is our show. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned a lot about too much water, too mm-hmm. too many carrots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> saying words too much. Oh, or... yeah. Saying words too much. Um, you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and also on our website, goodjobbrain.com. Check out our sponsor, Squarespace, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Oh, quiz. Yay. Ooh. The corporate world is like the ocean. It's alluring, but it's also full of deadly creatures that can shred you to pieces. It becomes kind of like a Game of Thrones political arena where everyone's trying to murder you to get your job. My family doesn't come from corporate backgrounds, so I didn't have any sort of guidance in that. This is not your typical work podcast. Sometimes you need to be empathetic. And then there are times that you ask for input, but you don't really give a shit. <laughs> Listen to the Ambi Award-nominated podcast, Surfing Corporate. Stretch opportunity? What is this, yoga class? Get out of here. <laughs>